Most of us pray, but what about praying with others and particularly with our families? Next on Table Talk. You are now listening to Table Talk on the Covenant Podcast. Hey, I am uh, Kyle Gatlin, and both pastors are on Table Talk today. How are you doing? Good. Tell her by your name again. Oh, my goodness. Hey, I'm Bobby, one of the pastors here. <laughs> and I'm Kyle. I am one of the other pastors here. That makes two of us. There's two of us. We're plural now. That, we is, are. that is so great to have plural <laughs> in the house today. So, Bobby, uh, this this is dropping August 31st. Yeah. We're recording a couple days before that, but August 31st. Uh, we have spent the whole month talking about praying with a purpose. Yes. Uh, and so I have not talked to you at all about this. No, basically. we talked about other things. Yeah, so so I just wanted to sort of pick your brain because I know when I was raising a family, oh, a lot of stuff got in the way. Yeah. Right, a lot of busyness, a lot of things happened. Uh, kids got busy. Kyle got busy, mom got busy, and, you know, I did we back off of praying with our family? Probably did, once they got older. Yeah. So here are your kids, fourth grade, seventh grade, ninth grade. I'm so proud of you. Isn't that right? Remembering that, okay. yeah. All right. Um, so I just wanted to sort of pick your brain, because we're going to have some families out there, similar situations, some getting ready to enter their teenage years, uh, some still in their middle school, elementary school age, and then some obviously with high schools and of course, some of us are empty nesters like me. Right. So just tell me, what's been your experience with, with your kids? Because they're sort of locked into, okay, mom and dad are preachers. Yeah. We're probably going to pray. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. so how how is this all playing out in the Lassiter family? Well, you know, it's funny. It's kind of like the thought process of um, they're just saying that teachers, um, the hardest kids that they can teach are their own kids, right? Um, it's kind of like pastors, too, um, or at least for us that we've kind of figured out that you know, like you, you go all day teaching others about what it means to be close to God. You go all day teaching others about prayer and about um, drawing close to the God, to our God. And by the time you get home, you're so tired and you're so done. And if you're like me, I am a super introvert. And so by the time I get home, I'm just utterly exhausted and have depleted everything that I have. Um, so it's always been a struggle for us to keep that routine. And uh, I think we were probably better at it when we were younger and the kids were little and you had story time. We had all of the Jesus storybook Bible and kind of stuff. And we had had our nighttime routine. Um, but now with the kids getting older, that our routine is craziness. They're all over the place. Um, and so intentionality has had to come into play a lot more than it ever has. Um, so one thing that we do is every morning before they get on the bus or before they leave for school is that we spend time as a family praying together, um, praying over what their what their day looks like, praying over the stresses that they have. Um, used to the routine last year because our mornings were a little different than this year is that 
Addie and I would have our alone time taking her to school and I would ask her, okay, what are your worries? What are your thoughts? What is really weighing on your heart? What do you want prayer specifically over? And Clay would do the same thing with the littles. Um, But now we do it together because they all get on the same bus, um, which I kind of like more because it's us as a unit coming together. And then um, sometimes at night um, we do have a moment. Callan, God love him. He keeps us centered. He keeps us um, very intentional. He'll climb in the bed and he'll go, okay, mom, prayer time, even when I forget it. And it's the sweetest thing in the world. But it's hard with um, a ninth grader, a seventh grader, and a fourth grader and two churches and all the jazz trying to uh, keep that routine and not let things get in the way. It's something that happens. And um, I think I think we find ourselves feeling a little too guilty sometimes that it happens. Um, but if you instill if you instill these routines within them, they begin to do it themselves too, and which is what some something that we've seen and I'm thankful for. Yeah, so I'm, so I'm gonna go back to yeah. your previous life. Yeah. Because I because I think that is where probably a lot of people will fall into, right? Yeah. Uh, particularly the people that listen to to us. Um, you know, there's a really probably high percentage of people that in our church that take their kids to school. Yeah, 100%. and multiple schools. Some, right. some sometimes they're going to to the different places. So, so when you when you were in the uh, the Mobile Satsuma area, mm-hmm. uh, you leveraged that commute. Oh, we yeah. loved it, um, and the kids kind of miss it. I mean, they're I'm it's easier to put them all on the same bus and they're all gone at the exact same time. But Addie misses that intentional time that we have together. The littles, as we call them, um, Riley and Callie. Not really little anymore. And they're not little anymore. (laughs) Um, But they had that alone time with dad and they sat in car line because Clay is that type of person that he's going to be the very first one to get there and he'll sit for 30 minutes if he can be the first one out. Um, so they'll say, we have a couple other people on staff that are the same way here. So. <laughs> I mean, one is right next door. Okay. Well, I like <laughs> so. to, I like to be the last one there and then the la- yeah. last one out, but yeah. they, so they would sit in car line for a good 25, 30 mm-hmm. minutes and, he would spend that time um, praying over them, getting to know their heart for the day, getting to know what was coming on the plate and what they were stressed out about. And Addie and I did the same thing. And so it's easy to get into the routine of um, dreading car line and dreading those commutes that you have. But it is time that you have trapped your kids just with you and to be able to leverage that changes the ball game at least it did for us and 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 i'm gonna make a guess that a lot of people that particularly probably fifth grade and above that are taking their kids i bet the cell phone's on and and, yeah uh, you know um or maybe on a friday they're cramming for a test but other other than that yeah uh you know, I'm. You know, we don't have a lot of conversations. Yeah, really more. And of course, we we see it at restaurants. If you're out, yes, seeing people yep. with their phones at restaurants, see the whole family yep. all on their phones eating together. That's always funny to me. Right, uh, you're so, all gathered together to, with this intentional time, and then yeah. everyone's separate. Yeah, yeah. And and it, it's easy to to fall into, uh, you know, hey, we're just gonna listen to 
uh, his radio. Right. Listen to Christian radio. That, right. That's a positive thing to do, right? Yeah, it's positive, but you want to leverage that every day or you want to leverage something intentional. Yeah. Right. Yeah. With, with connecting your kids because as, as, as you experienced uh, and uh, a lot of people experience now, end of the day, mm-hmm. whether that's 3.30, o'clock or 5.30. Right. Depending on if your kids are involved in stuff, you get home from work or whatever. Yeah. What are you doing? Uh, did you get your homework done? Uh, here's what we're going to do yeah. for eat tonight. We're going to have half of our people eat out anyway. Uh, so, well, I mean, you, know, you so can't you're, keep up. Yeah, yeah. Like you literally are, I mean, because, I mean, we're slam pack in the middle of that, right? Like today, as soon as I get off work, grabbing the kids and then Addie's got a um, audition for a play tonight um, and then trying to figure out what the other two and try and making sure we have dinner on the table and, ca- and at the same time clay's got a meeting um at six o'clock and he won't get home till eight or nine o'clock and the kids are in bed by 8 30 because we have to get up so early um so it's like your day gets away from you that morning time is the one moment that you know for sure you're gonna have together that no matter which way life pulls you at the end of the day that day, that moment typically doesn't change. And you do struggle with the phones at this age. I mean, two of ours have phones. Um, Our third one keeps trying to take dad's work phone and say it's my phone, but it's not his phone. Um, (laughs) But it's that, so we, I will caveat this, is that they have their phones and, but they're not texting. We play music. And so um, they get a chance to decide or they get to rule the radio for a few minutes. But halfway into the drive, then they know the radio goes down and then we start talking about what they need prayer over and what the stresses of the day. So that by the time we have pulled into Carline, they have been prayed over and it's kind of like centering ourselves for the day. Right. That's what we're doing for them is teaching them that practice that before you get out of the car, before you walk into really the unknown of all the logistics that your teachers are going to throw at you, all the emotions that your fellow students are going to come at you with, that you have centered yourself around your relationship with God, that you have identified what the stress that is you're carrying on your shoulders, and you've taken an intentional moment and laid it down before him. And I think that's that's really a good word, good word to hear, uh, particularly because a lot of times we are rushing around, even at the last minute. Yeah, getting ready for school. Oh yeah, we okay. did. Did you get your books? Did you get your? And there's homework? usually screaming involved. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Why'd you? You didn't wake up in time. Right. I, I, five times I tried to wake you up, and you just now getting up, and we got to leave in five minutes. Right. Right. What, so, what do you mean you don't know where your shoes are? <laughs> like your shoes are supposed to be in the same place. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, you warm to bed. Okay, that's cool. All right, <laughs> right. So, so, so you're you're you still got that that scrambling, scattered feeling yep. that you would will have it after school too. Yep. But at some point, you have to settle down mm-hmm. to to sit down and at least drive. Some yeah. of our some of our people maybe only drive five minutes yeah. to drop off the kids off. Some ten, some thirty. Uh, so there's a different times that you have available. Um, so I th- I think that's just. Uh, a good word to hear for for a lot of people because uh, we I'm pretty sure we have some adults that that drive for yes. by themselves yeah yeah you know, or their spouses they 
Well, very few spouses drive together at, to work. Most of them are separately. Right. So that, that I think that's a good word for our older people too. And I say older like me, you know, empty nesters. Yeah. But I do have a commute, you know, 15, 20 minutes commute. Yeah. And uh, quite honestly, I could I could listen to sports radio and listen to conversations and, and kill that whole 20 minutes. Uh, but I, I try not to do that. Yeah. Um, but, and I'm going to talk about this Wednesday night. Of course, this is going to drop after this. Um, I'm, I'm actually going to talk about when are you at your best? Mm. Yeah, when, are, when, are, when are you at your, are at your best? Are you at the best before the day starts? Right. Or at the end of the day? I'm not before the day, just so you know. It's okay <laughs> if you're not before the day. It's okay if you're not a morning person. That's not the only time you can pray. Yeah. yeah. So, I just have to say that because right, yeah. so many people think that. So, but I think a lot of number of people, we have some night owls. Yeah. Right. That yep. end of the day actually is their best day, right. best part of their day. They're, they're alert or whatever. It takes them a while to wind down. Uh, but number of us by the end of the day are frazzled, scatterbrained. Mm-hmm. You know, we, our day is done. We're not thinking about anything else except I'm going to eat, watch a dumb TV show. Yes. Right? Where you can completely veg out. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And, and then go, then go to bed. So, so. So I'm not saying everybody falls into this, right? Yeah. You just said your kids may fall into it. Yeah. You may not. Yeah. But you you leverage that for your kids' sake. Yeah. So sometimes is that, I mean, like in a perfect world, you want to use, and I love that you, um, who is it that talks about the green zone, the yellow zone? Yeah, Carrie Newhoff. Carrie Newhoff. Yeah. And, and you use that a lot. Um, but when you're slam packed in the middle of the teenage elementary school age. Um, it's not, you can't always use your green yellow zone for that is that you have to take what is available. And I'm not a morning person. Um, (laughs) I can tell you, like, don't talk to me if I haven't had some kind of caffeine, it's just really hard for me. And, um, and so, I do leverage for me myself, my commute. So my commute smaller this time around, um, my previous life, as you said it, um, it was 30 minutes. And so that was my intentional time of, I listened to the Bible project podcast, um, nine times out of 10 or one of my favorite pastors, um, and in up in Indiana, um, I listened to him or um, I'd slam out to worship music. Um, and that would center me. That was around 8, 8.30 in the morning after I had gotten the kids on the bus and, or at school and that kind of stuff. Um, and so, but that was the only time I had by myself other than coming home. But again, you talked about how like scatterbrained you are. You're worried about dinner and all that kind of stuff. That was not my green zone. My green zone is from 10 to about two o'clock. But it's what I needed to do. um, And the only time available for me to do it and stretching myself has helped tremendously. And I do it here. It's only a 12 to 15 minute commute, but I still use it and it it helps tremendously. Um, and so I love the idea of using your best time, but sometimes our best times um, is in the middle of our workday where we have yeah. to utilize for that. Um, and so just trying not to let those little moments pass you by even if they're not you're not fully awake right yeah so yeah well i thank you for this conversation we we 
I just wanted to get it, get it out there because of the last day of praying with a purpose. Uh, I really want to challenge people to to figure out when the best time yes to pray yeah. with a purpose and also the best time to teach your family mm. about praying with a purpose yeah. and and being very purposeful <laughs> of doing that because yeah. uh, because I fell in the trap you did. And um and you you extended yours a whole lot better than I did because <laughs> we didn't we didn't we did not leverage our taking kids and stuff like that did not leverage that um, because technically I think I was the only I'm the only morning person in my family yeah <laughs> pretty sure pretty sure I'm all, I am the only morning person nice yeah yeah so that that didn't work out real well when yeah. you have a grumpy daughter or something in the back seat it's hard doesn't want to talk doesn't yep. want to talk. You know, yeah, type thing. So, so, but here's the deal. You know, even if you have those kids that are not morning people mm-hmm. and it's going to take them till end of first period to wake up, um, doesn't stop you from praying for them. At least they can hear you pray. They may yeah. not want to pray. Yeah. And then they may be sitting back there going, blah, 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 you know, but yeah. And but, that's how Addie was yeah. half the time. Yeah. Like, I, I'll say that is that, I mean, she was, she's 14 now. So all last mm-hmm. year, she was, 13 slash 14 and um, not awake and grumpy as all get out and trying to pray out of her. Okay. What do you want to be prayed over today? Um, Was hard some days and frustrating some days. Um, But keeping that routine and, um, and being intentional about it and not allowing the grumpiness or the silence to take over and to rule those moments. Um, eventually has her open up and has her say, okay, this is what I need. This is what I'm really worried about today. Um, and I know that it's hard these um, tween slash teenage years to navigate all the emotions. Um, I can only praise my parents for dealing with me. Um, but if we can just power through and continue with that routine it helps them and it helps teach them what the importance is of what it means to pray with a purpose. Yep. Well, I appreciate, appreciate you again. Appreciate you uh, being on staff with us, sharing your, your family's life with us. Uh, you're, you're sharing a good bit on Facebook and yeah. people love that because they aren't getting it from me. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, so, and uh, I appreciate you not talking about everything Callan talked about during my message. I appreciate you not sharing all, yes. those, de- all those details. Callan has lots <laughs> of commentary for you, for your sermons. It's fantastic. So. Does he do the same for dad though? Does he do this? Does he comment on dad's sermons? Um, so he'll do. So typically, okay. So this is hilarious. Um, their comments about dad's sermons are: is that dad is funny? Um, dad has lots of jokes. He's a lot like you. Um, and so, but they say mom's boring. Um, <laughs> because I'm not typically funny, although I'm getting a little bit better about it. Um, but is that my sermons are typically more story and serious and that kind of stuff. Um, and so he, he, he laughed in your sermon, which was fantastic. Um, and so I think you're right up there with Clay that he likes to sit through it because it's funny. 
What do you laugh about? I don't remember, but like that first half of your sermon, like he would, he would like lean over and whisper in my ear different comments. Um, So caveat that to you is. Because I referenced Eddie's song that he never heard. Yes, you did. He said something about it though. I don't, well, okay. I will say he's got all kinds of taste in music and he knows all different genres. Um, Thank you. WWE wrestling and um, <laughs> oh yeah, That's also right. the um, the sports um, games on Xbox. They they all, play that music. They yeah. play that kind okay, of music. Yeah, okay. um, but I will say this: that we can't talk about praying with our families without me caveating this: is that on Sunday when you opened up the um, the altar for prayer, you made that um, intentional focus time. He leaned over to me and he said, Mom, will you go up to the altar with me and pray? And I just looked at him. I was like, are you sure, buddy? He goes, yeah, please come with me. And so we went and we sat there or kneeled there together as mom and and son spending an intentional moment in prayer that I never for whatever reason, one is that we never get to sit together and and church. I think that's the first time. In a very long time. Yeah, because he's, he's been staying at. Yeah, at, he goes uh, to dad's. And then when, um, and then nine times out of 10, I have to preach, yeah. right? So um, it was just, it was a one of the best moments of my life of having him ask um, to go up and pray and to be able to pray over him in that moment. And then he wanted to stay. And I was like, okay, buddy, you ready? He was like, no, let's stay for another moment. Mm-hmm. And he's the one that said, okay, now we can go sit down. Hmm. So all this intentionality right. yeah. plays out in moments that you can't even dream of having, at least for me. Yeah. So well, we finally got brought back to full circle. Yeah. That wouldn't have happened. Yeah. Had you and Clay not been intentional. Hundred percent. In the days before. Yeah, showing the so, importance of what it means to be yeah. a family of prayer. Yeah. All right. Well, thanks again. Uh, looking forward. Hey, this Sunday you're speaking, right? I am. Is change? change? Change. Right. Okay. How do we understand change? Okay. Well, some of us don't like change. Hey, so. I'm that person. It'll be a fun one to preach. <laughs> all right. Well, thanks again. Uh, blessings to all of y'all. If you're traveling this weekend, it's a Labor Day weekend coming up. I hope you don't go too far south in Florida. You will be turned around and headed back. But if you're hanging around lake, beach, ball games, all this other stuff, be careful. And catch us online. If you're out of town, catch us online at covenantdothan.org, Facebook Live, YouTube. We're all there. Um, and uh, then they'll be rebroadcasting the message on the podcast on next Monday as well. On Labor Day, if you're traveling, you can catch the podcast as you're traveling. Blessings and have a great week. Table Talk has been brought to you by Covenant Methodist Church.